the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome to Volatility. Take a big breath. Meditate. <laughs> I heard some fool the other day trying to push uh, silver and then colloidal silver and then trying to push like this is the best vitamin to eat to stay alive. Um, government's cracking down on some of that stuff. So I'm going to switch from that kind of advice to meditate, your, meditate the problems out of the stock market. Just don't think about it and it'll all go away. No, that's not how it works. Welcome to volatility. Volatility is not bad. If I were to tell you, let's reset the stock market after 10 years to a level that we feel more comfortable, that we would say it's going to be a little bit safer. Safer on the downside and slower on the upside. You would say, sure, that makes sense. After 10 straight years, if I were to tell you you've been on a road trip that's essentially gone up mountain pretty much so nonstop, and I were to tell you, let's get a tune-up right now so we can keep going. Let's get some gas and some oil. Let's check out the wheels. And on occasion, the markets have to stop and say, you know, this whole cruise ship thing doesn't make any sense right now. Or, you know, with oil lower, maybe people won't jump into electric vehicles. Or, sometimes you have to reassess. The idea of sitting here and bickering about President Trump versus the Democrats, the Democrats versus the Republicans, and the Democrats versus liberals, and liberals against the Democrats, it's not going to do much at this point in time. We seem to have a very, very ineffective political system. Now, President Trump started playing with some ideas yesterday, like maybe we cut the payroll tax. Okay. I'm not against any idea that's going to help figure out how small businesses can work better in this type of environment. And if the president has to mandate it, he'll mandate it. If it has to go through Congress, it has to go through Congress. I get it. Anyone who's in office is going to benefit from free government money being handed out. Anyone who wants to get into government is going to say, that's a horrible idea. You're running up the budget. But for now, we're kind of waiting for a couple more things. We're waiting for what will the Fed do? Will they or will they not cut to zero? If that's enough, we'll see bonds rally. If it's not enough, we'll see interest rates go negative. That's a big thing right now. You can't own banks. Banks are tough. Tough, tough, tough to own in, in interest rate environments near zero. And there's banks in a lot of indexes right now. So 
it is going to retard our recovery. Oil prices were a big story yesterday, collapsing 30%. Today, they're up about 8.5%. There was a Reuters story last night that leaked saying that Russia could still be open to talks that help stabilize the oil market. I almost get a feeling that someone said, whoopsie. So I want to go back real quick. I'd love for President Trump or anyone in Congress to announce something that helps mid-sized businesses. Because right now, the mid-sized business is like this radio station. It's like the franchisees for Subways. It's like the franchisees for McDonald's. <clears throat> the franchisees are going to get hurt the most probably in the coronavirus. Bigger the company, the more they have cushion, right? So I would like to see some stimulus tied towards that. And you can temporarily suspend Social Security. You can temporarily suspend, not Social Security checks, but payroll tax. You can temporarily suspend Social Security um, payments from the individual, payments from the small business. I don't know. We'll see what they come up with. Hopefully it's not something that's wrapped up in too much politics. But we're in coronavirus quarantine light. It's fair to say that Seattle's gone through coronavirus quarantine heavy. Yesterday it was announced that the San Jose Sharks can't play their games with more than 1,000 people in the stadium. And the Sharks said, you know, we appreciate that, but we're going to challenge it. That would be quarantine light. Quarantine heavy would be the government saying, you do that and we arrest you. Okay. Of course, there's going to be some other options, like they could play their games in L.A. or maybe Sacramento, but that county's getting hit hard, Santa Clara. So we see a little bit of oil rebound today. We see a little bit of a President Trump payroll tax question mark. We're seeing a little bit of selling in the Treasury market. Ten-year Treasury sits... 0.32% yesterday, today 0.72. I feel a little bit better about that. Now, it pulls back to 0.64 basis points. That's so crazy. I'm so used to one and a half, two and a quarter. But when we got down to 40 basis points, 30 basis points, the next stop is 25. Now, the good news is if the 10-year Treasury does resume its march down to 25, we probably only have two or three more days, maybe 5 to 10% most in the market, minus extremes. So I'm not making any calls here. I have no knowledge of coronavirus. Every day I'm, I'm, I, I get educated on it, and every day I start my next day with like having memory loss. A little bit of reflexive buying uh, today. That makes me a little nervous. Just because the market was down yesterday doesn't mean we have to buy it today. Italy has extended its quarantine order for northern Italy to the entire country. Italy seems to be doing something wrong. Don't get mad at me. South Korea seems to be doing something right. South Korea infections have peaked for now. Japan infections have peaked for now. Taiwan peaked for now. United States growing, Italy growing. So there is some positives out there that we have to say, don't go hug it because you're not supposed to hug right now. But you could see some positives. Delta Airlines and American Airlines have both announced further system capacity cuts for domestic and international travel. They need to do what they can. 
And I've heard some incredibly stupid things, like some people in Europe are flying planes because if they don't, they lose their spot. But they're flying planes empty. I'm like, really? We can't all get along and say, yeah, you can just stay where you are for a couple days. You won't lose your spot. CNBC is reporting that a lot of details on that fiscal stimulus still needs to be worked out at the White House and in Congress in terms of specific proposals. The CDC is stepping up their game, in my opinion. They're warning people over 60 and individuals with chronic medical conditions that put them at a higher risk to prepare for the possibility of extended home stays. I've got a family member, mother-in-law, that is pushing 80. And she's going to movie theaters. I'm like, that's not smart. Your mom's going to die. Um, the dad is staying at home, but the mother is coming home to him after a movie. Um, she's in bad health. He's in good health. I'm like, this is not going to end good. But that's the way we're playing the game right now. It's, it's a lot of defense on people who are older. And that's why we should all get the flu shot next year, but something tells me we won't. We'll continue to take our vitamin supplements and our colloidal silver to solve everything that solves almost nothing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The financial ramifications of, I don't want to call it a pandemic, I don't want to call it an epidemic, I don't want to call it anything, but the current situation that we're going through is something, and there's some reality to it. BNP Paribas, they have a tennis get-together, and uh, it's kind of like the fifth major of the Grand Slams of tennis. It's nothing, I'm not big into tennis, but it's in Palm Springs. And the one thing I know about Palm Springs is there's a lot of old people there. It's a retirement community. Cancellation of the tennis tournament and the, you know, during the whole outbreak. It could hurt California's Coachella Valley Hotels, which is basically Palm Springs. The restaurants, the local governments. To the tune of $400 million. It looks like South by Southwest may bankrupt the company that puts on South by Southwest because it's been canceled. And they're looking for cash to stay afloat. They've cut one-third of their employees, which were year-round employees. And that's kind of a real thing. So the coronavirus has now had some fiscal pain delved out to... Some real healthy, normal nine to five workers. But April's Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, which is kind of a funny thing to say. Because you think of Coachella as, is that the one where all the young people basically go and like, uh, they do Molly and they make out and, um, well, they look like really hip and cool? Um, Coachella's been moved. Stagecoach has been moved. Let's do it later in the year. South by Southwest has been canceled. Real jobs are being affected by this. Real um, tournaments. You know, when I'm retired, I kind of want to work. This isn't really true. But I know some people who are retired who are like, I'm going to go work as an usher at um, Shoreline Amphitheater. 
get a little extra money, get a little exercise walking people up and down to the seats, listen to the music. Oh, wait, there's going to be no concerts this summer? That's kind of what it's feeling like. Baseball's plan, it looks like it's going to be, let's start on time because we need the money, 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 money. Who cares if people die? The people who are dying are old people and they're not buying baseball hats anyway. Baseball, you're that insensitive? Yes. They're actually saying baseball, like teams like the Giants, where it may be more of a ground zero as far as outbreaks go. Maybe they'll play in Sacramento. Maybe they'll play somewhere else as well. So March is looking pretty much so messed up for all world travel. And what's interesting about that is you instantly go, well, April's right around the corner. Sure. I'm looking at the airlines right now, and they're doing everything correct. Well, no, 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 no. They're doing what they have to as fast as they can. Delta and American announced plans today to reduce capacity. Shares of both are up. American said it will reduce international capacity by 10% during the summer peak. That includes a 55% reduction in trans-Pacific capacity. It will also reduce domestic capacity by 7.5%. People freeze. Um, And something tells me this isn't the last thing to freak us out, but I don't really want to downplay it. Um... That would be probably not wise. But if you go back to the year 2000, Y2K was going to kill us. In 2001, it was anthrax. In 2002, it was West Nile virus. I remember living in the Bay Area, and birds would pop up dead, and people were like, what is that? 2003, SARS is going to kill us. 2005, bird flu is going to kill us. 2006 E. coli, which is probably my favorite type of coli. I like it on my burgers. 2008 was the bad economy that was going to kill us. We were all going to lose jobs. 2009, swine flu. 2010, BP oil wasn't killing us, but they were killing all the dolphins in the Gulf. And maybe we thought the oil spill was going to destroy the world. I can go on. 2012 was the main calendar. Or the Mayan calendar, is that probably the better way of saying it? Do you remember, we thought the world, not we, everyone but me thought the world was going to end? Because there was some sort of calendar that just stopped. It wasn't like the Mayans were lazy. They saw the end of the world and then they wrote it into their calendar. Or is that not right? 2015, Disney measles. And ISIS, measles was a big outbreak. 2016, Zika virus. 2020, coronavirus. There's a lot going on out there. And again, I'm not saying ignore it. But I think the market was really dealing with an overpriced market to start with, which makes anything that happens feel a little bit more dramatic. This feels more volatile than doomsday. And it feels more volatile than the downside. As the virus has spread, we have seen a decline in demand across all entities. So says the airlines. Again, we're probably going to see, and I want to go back to Warren Buffett yesterday and his phrase of, when the tide is out, we see who's been swimming naked. And you're like, okay, okay, I get it. Um... 
So when the tide's out, we see who's been swimming naked. It's a fascinating concept. Because <laughs> you're like, I think I know what that means. But what it could mean is companies that didn't have the cash flow in bad times. Suddenly we realize, uh-oh, companies that were unprepared. I think you're going to see there's a lot more dynamic stuff going on than maybe you assume. Delta's put in a hiring freeze, and we're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They're offering voluntary leave. Okay. They'll park some aircraft. They'll consider early retirements for older aircraft. This is stuff that maybe some of these plans get pushed forward, some of them get pushed back. Super important at this point in time to not freak out. And I was thinking about that on my way into work today, of that old saw, that old statement of sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. I'm not quite ready to say that, but definitely cut down on the emotions. I'm still trying to put my head around the price war escalating between Russia and Saudi Arabia. I'm going to say, let's just say it's that. So you throw in an overvalued stock market that's had a big run that wasn't going to really have a lot of earnings growth. So you take some of that earnings growth away with the coronavirus. Then you throw a curveball. Russia and Saudi Arabia preparing for a lengthy oil price war. And that just cuts down a lot of wealth around the world. When a country's selling you a barrel of oil for $50, it makes a lot more money than if they're selling you a barrel of oil for $30. You make it. You get the sense. And when you're selling millions and millions and millions of barrels of oil, you get the idea. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'm worried about the next curveball, like terrorism or something. We do not need that right now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I've worked in financial media long enough that I kind of have some common sense when it comes to panic type scenarios that the media sees. I don't ever want to play into that. I've been told not to play into that. You can get into a lot of trouble right now by playing into people's fears or taking advantage of people. Try to explain that to your parents. A little bit of common sense right now. My mother is in an old folks home. It's probably considered not the best place to be. You know what stinks about older people? And I don't know if you've run into this yet because a lot of you have great elderly parents is that they sometimes get lonely and like the phone becomes like this entryway for someone to scam them. So talk to your parents right now because there's a lot of people trying to separate you from your money. Um, I've picked up on probably two, I don't want to use the word scams, but two things that my mother signed up for that she absolutely had positively no need to, to have. But somehow she gave out her bank account number to pay for something that probably wasn't going to get caught, like five ninety nine a month. But it was a life insurance policy for my sister. <laughs> and my sister didn't get put my mom up for it. An insurance person called her. So now's a really, really good time to start talking to your, your parents as they're older. 
if you can, I'm not trying to hold your hand through things. I'm not stressed in any way, shape, or form about the markets. Um, I don't want to use the word not stressed. I'm very cognizant. I think there's going to be some big event headline risk and not necessarily risk to capitalism long term. And some of it will have real financial consequences. You know, I've already told you South by Southwest may not come back next year. I've never been fascinated by South by Southwest. It's a gathering of music and culture and politicians and uh, artists. and It's not my thing. But because the whole thing got canceled, the person who was putting it on, the event planner, which I think some of us don't have a lot of passion or compassion for um, the event planners right now, because we saw the the uh, music fair that kind of blew up and it kind of looked like they were trying to fleece everyone, right? But the guy from uh, South by Southwest has already said, you know, the mayor screwed us. Like, we're going to go bankrupt now and we may not be back. The one that has me scratching my head is the Olympics. You could say a lot of things about timing in life and timing's pretty important. Probably when you met your spouse, there was kind of a magical timing moment. Where she looked back, and you looked back, you locked eyes, and you sighed at each other. The Olympic torch is being passed to the organizers of the 2020 Tokyo Games. It's kind of one of those traditional things that, I don't know, I I feel silly talking about it, right? There's a torch that's kept on fire year-round in Greece somewhere. And then right before the Olympics start, they take it off to the host country, and they run around the country with it, and they they do PR photos, right? It seems kind of silly, but that's already being shut down, closed the public. Um, I think that would be a big one for a lot of people to go, whoa, the Olympics were canceled or put off or delayed or whatever. So there's going to be some headline risks out there. Uh, Do I think we're done going down? I don't know. If I had chicken bones or crystal ball, I'd let you know for sure. I could say historically. Uh, Volatility takes a little while longer to play out. I could tell you some of the losers in the investment world right now. Or the people who bought in the last 100 days thinking that things always go up. People who bought in the last two years of stocks that were overextended in the first place and they were chasing performance. There's always these themes that come back again and again and again. And it could be the coronavirus that shakes out the weaker hands, or it could be high oil that shakes out the weaker hands, or it could be low oil. And those are the people I feel the worst for. Um, I've gotten a new radio producer in the last two years, and he's a younger man. And part of my job is to try to mentor him in some levels, not just with money, but a little bit of the business thing. And um, I hope that someone like him doesn't get freaked out by the investments and like, oh, you told me this is a great thing to do for your future, and I've put some money into it. I could really use that money on video games or women or beer or whatever that people spend their money on. I hope we don't scare people in this time. Olympic ad dollars. Olympic ad dollars. And this is kind of how you need to start thinking a bit. Uh, what can be replaced and what will be pushed forward, what will never ever come back. NBC Universal has sold more than $1.2 billion of national advertising. 
and NBC has already said, we'll, we'll be okay if, th- if this gets canceled. But they've committed a lot of resources. Uh, pulling off an Olympic show for two weeks, essentially. Uh, pretty much so non-stop, 24-7, 365 production. A lot of talent in production. A lot of that money's gone forever. If for some reason it doesn't come back, NBC Universal may not have enough ad impressions on offer to, you know, pull off that one point two billion that advertisers have already committed. What will happen? Would you watch the Olympics if there's no one in the stadiums? Or is it do you need the stadium? Like when LeBron said that the other day, was that irresponsible or do you need the stadium? I wish there were other stories right now. Because I feel like um, people can get a little burned out on coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. Robert Schiller says coronavirus has created a dangerous time. Coronavirus in the election. Coronavirus in oil. Coronavirus in the NFL collective bargaining. Oh, that's kind of nice. There's one that's not coronavirus oriented. Stars, um, we're talking about the NFL and players' compensations. And there's been a little bit of noise on that going from 16 games to 17 games. And again, think of that from your perspective of your career. And let's not talk coronavirus for one minute here. Let's be coronavirus free. NFL players work for typically three, four, five years. Typically in the mornings right around four, I'm like switching between going from ESPN sports center from the middle of the night to CNBC Bloomberg, just see how things are looking internationally. There was a player on talking to a good-looking reporter. Could be a guy reporter, could be a girl reporter. I was like, I wonder who this player is. And they show he he played for the Philadelphia Eagles for three years. A three-year career. Beautiful thing about you, unless you're a football player, baseball player listening right now, you probably have a 40-year career or a 30-year career. Some people want 25-year careers. If I can go back in time and say, okay, instead of being an entrepreneur, would I rather be a police officer or a fireman? I would be approaching retirement right now. Get my 25 years, get my pension, step out. I may be in retirement. I know a police officer who, um, he's just one of these guys that I know that he worked his 25 years Maybe pushed it to get a little bit extra money. Maybe he did that overtime trick. Um, but he's done. And he spends half his time in Hawaii and half his time investigating, being a private investigator back in the Bay Area. So he's figured out retirement based on he started a job that had a pension. Right now is a good time to have a shopping list of stocks that you like. It's always a good time to have a shopping list of stocks you like. But I'm looking at statements where you get kind of bold and say, I've always wanted to own shares of Microsoft. I see them as a premium company, premium CEO, premium you know, cash flow, premium like tie enough into business and personal and internet. And If you liked them two months ago, do you still like them today? You should have a list that you would still, you'd be proud to own. And I'll give you an example. And consultant broker advisor taking action on any stocks I ever mentioned. But if you have a list, and again, it doesn't mean it can't go lower. But if you have something like a Disney that was around when you were a little kid, 
And now that you're an adult, you're like, I wonder if we'll be around when my kids are, have kids. There's kind of a, a go-to shopping list for kind of what I would almost refer as, make it, let's make it too stupid. And what I mean by that is you can watch the NFL halftime report and see like companies like Visa and go, oh, I bet that would be a good company to invest in. I don't want you doing that because there's also like car companies. And there's companies like Tesla who don't do commercials, but you see the idea. Harvard orders students to vacate. That's pretty interesting. Um, there's a high school locally in the Bay Area that professional athletes kind of get pushed through. They're shutting down for three days. Um, that doesn't exactly push economic activity. Dow surges more than 500 points, 600 points. Yesterday was the biggest drop in 12 years. And it was tied towards oil prices. It wasn't tied towards tech companies. It wasn't tied towards a biotech revolution that failed. It wasn't tied towards a... a, It was tied towards oil companies. It was pretty alarming. But I don't know how many people own a lot of oil companies. White House plan for economic response. It's not there right now. A lot of people are going to start kind of wringing their hands over this. What will the Fed do? What will the government do? How slow will we get? Unemployment numbers are going to be really big. We're going to watch those weekly unemployment numbers, first-time claims. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. ExxonMobil and Chevron are leading the markets higher today after taking it brutally yesterday. One of the big winners on the percentages, a company called Marathon Oil. I tend not to even look at those on a day-by-day basis. There may be some of you out there who are like, I want to see the biggest percentage winner was because where there's soap, there's fire. We are all different investors. And that's why you have to be very careful when marketing and talking to people about money. You may be truly fearful and for me to say something along the lines of just ride this one out. We've ridden out 20 other disasters. And I can name 20 disasters for you. But if you're truly fearful, I want you do what you got to do. Take care of you. Because I don't want you coming back at me when I say, well, we're somewhere in between a correction and a bear market right now. But then you could start making yourself sick by going, how long will the bear market last? When will I ever make money? Will I ever make money? Will it ever be fun again? I want to be at all-time highs. I want to like do that happy song. We're all different investors. So the big percentage winners don't really necessarily intrigue me. Maybe if I want it to be, how shall we say, salacious. <laughs> Maybe if I want it to be, how shall we say, depraved. Where I'm looking for something like, like I need more than just the normal. Show me the cure for cancer before everyone else gets it. I, 
I'm looking at companies right now who I think are doing things right. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Um, I'm not a big airline guy. So when you bring up airlines to me and you see how much they've fallen, I'm like, that's not me. As an investor, I'm not going to change that in a good time or a bad time. Now, I'll say this. Warren Buffett stayed out of airlines for 30 years. And he's recently gotten back into them. And he's recently started adding to his position, I believe, in Delta. Could be an American, but I'm not 100% sure. It could be both. But you have to do what you're good at. And I can tell you, and I think others will tell you, like there's some areas that are toxic right now. That 10-year treasury, it's not supposed to be this low. We're the United States of America. We're not supposed to have the same monetary policy as Germany or as the same as Japan. And if we don't get out of that incredibly low interest rate policy, I don't see a big recovery for banks. And I think I, I like to say that banks drive our economy. Banks drive the world. Everything in this eyesight of mine was brought or financed by a bank. And I said, whoa. And it's probably all made in Japan 35, 40 years ago. And it's probably all made in China now. But Japan's never recovered. Their, their stock market has, but their, their, their banks never have. And there's like, I don't want to use the word zombie banks, but there's some areas that you got to have interest rates higher if you're going to be playing with them. So, so I'm staying in my lane. I hope you do too. President Donald Trump floated an idea on Monday for a payroll tax cut or relief to offset the negative impact of the coronavirus. Potential tax incentives come on top of an $8.3 billion spending package. So this coronavirus is costing real money. And the payroll tax cut would be big money. On, But would it help? I don't think anyone thinks it's going to stop the virus. I don't think anyone thinks that it's going to be like taking a vitamin C pill. Tax cuts are nice. Paying less in taxes makes you... You know what I would actually like about this time? A lot of times when people get like... Um, government sends you a check for like $400 to make America great again. Or cash for clunkers. Things like that. A lot of those economic benefits feel very one time. And they don't really get a lot of bang for their buck. It would be interesting because a lot of people would be like, well, I'm going to go to Vegas. Do you know how many people, and this is so sad, in New Orleans were given cash settlements on their houses and then they just went to the casinos? Like, cash isn't always good. What would be interesting is that right now I think people are afraid to go to the casinos. And I'm just talking from a sociological standpoint. What would people spend their tax cut money on? I don't know. The areas getting hit the hardest right now, restaurants. I think. Let me give you an example because I like being honest with you. You know a company that's really intriguing to me right now. Chipotle Mexican Grill. In large part, it's fallen far. It was at nine hundred and forty. Now it's at six eighty. I don't own any shares of it, but I probably do like it in an S and P five hundred fund. To me, they are exactly what you don't want right now. You don't want to go to restaurants. But the type of restaurants that you do want to go to, quick service. So they're in the right spot. So I might, you know, 
if I have time and if I have patience and I have that shopping list and having that shopping list of what I want is Chipotle looks good. It looks like it's suffered enough from the coronavirus. When you take a look at the chart, then I'm going to have to start looking to see if I really, really want it. Like valuations, the PE, the price to sales, the margins. Are they opening more stores, closing more stores? So it doesn't just go with, oh, I've always wanted that one. But it's not a bad time. Interesting to note, the market started much higher, up 600, 700. Now the market's up 300. It'll be fun to watch as the markets go through the day, where we close, where we open. It doesn't mean a lot. In the short term, the faster it moves, the less damage it does. A market that goes down for three years in a row every single day is a killer. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Today we started up 600. That's a little light. Then we started looking at the 10-year treasury. We started looking at you know things that are moving. We're looking at the bounce back in oil. Like Anyhow, I'm Rob Black. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.